chapter 38, right now. Luke 23, 42 and 43. Then he said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. Jesus answered him, I tell you the truth. Today, you will be with me in paradise. I think most people feel like they are on thin ice with God. The more I talk to people about their walk with Jesus, the more I realize that tons of folks believe that their relationship with the Lord is hanging by a thread. And sometimes they even see God up there holding scissors over the thread, ready to cut the tattered strands at any moment. Have you ever felt like you've gone too far away from the Lord to ever really be close to him again? I know I've had thoughts like that tons of times. Have you ever thought that the wrong things you have done have been too much for him to move past? I mean, surely by now you've run out of chances, right? Sometimes people think there's a certain threshold of wrong, like a line you just shouldn't cross when it comes to your relationship with God. I think some folks honestly believe it's too late to turn back to him. One time I had a friend tell me that they held out against a certain temptation for years and years. But then when he finally crossed that line one day, it was like he had fallen off a cliff and his mindset was, well, I've already ruined my chances with God. So I may as well go completely crazy with this thing. I mean, I've already gone this far. It's got to be too late to turn back. When you get right down to it, all of these fears boil down to one simple thing. We think God is like us. We think he forgives like we do. We think he holds grudges the way we hold on to him. We really do believe that he sees payback the same way we see it. We think he's just like us. The thing is, God isn't like us at all. The Bible says God is holy, which is a word that simply means different. He's different than we are. He doesn't think like we do. He doesn't reason or react the way we do. He has different instincts and different priorities. He is utterly different than we are. And one of the most striking examples of just how different he is, is forgiveness. For us, forgiveness is mostly a feeling. Forgiveness is mostly a sentiment. It's an emotional state that we try to work ourselves up to. When we forgive someone or don't forgive them, it's because we either feel a certain mood toward them or we don't. That's why our forgiveness is so weak and fleeting. It's based completely on our hearts. And that's not the way God sees forgiveness. You see, forgiveness is actually a legal matter. It involves personal injury, property, claims, and debt. It's a matter of justice. For example, let's say I owe you 350 bucks, but over a period of time, you realize that I'm never going to be able to pay back that debt. So you decide to forgive me. Do you realize what's just happened? You're out $350. If you forgive me, you assume my debt. You pay it yourself. 
If you forgive me, you lose what I owed. Or look at it this way. If you hurt my feelings, I have a claim against you. I have the right to hurt you back, to punish you, to withhold affection from you. But if I forgive you, I forsake that right. I accept the hurt you caused me and I don't pay it back to you. I have forgiven you, which means I have paid. Because of all our wrong, we had a debt we could never pay back to God. It was an eternal mountain of independence, rebellion, and injury that we could never make up. To pay it back would cost us our lives like over and over again into eternity. We would have to be cut off and cast out from God's very presence forever. But God has offered us forgiveness. And now do you understand what that means? It doesn't mean that he just feels like being nice today. It doesn't mean he's mustering up a charitable attitude toward you or, or giving you the benefit of the doubt. It means nothing less than the fact that God himself has to pay the price we owed. God has to experience what it would be like to be cast out, cut off, and eternally separated somehow from himself. And that's what Jesus was doing on the cross. That is what all the suffering was about. God himself was paying the debt we owe so that he could offer us a forever forgiveness, not based on emotions, but based on actual legal justice. You see, the debt isn't merely overlooked in kindness. It has been paid in full. In Luke chapter 23, our Lord was led to a place outside Jerusalem called the Skull. Soldiers stripped Jesus completely naked and nailed him to a cross. They hoisted him up like a criminal for all to see. And he said out loud, Father, forgive them for they don't know what they're doing. Luke tells us that two other criminals were also crucified with him, one on his right and one on his left. People shook their heads at Jesus. The leadership yelled out, mocking him and saying, look, if you're the king of the Jews, save yourself. The soldiers joined in the fun. And Mark tells us that both of these criminals heaped their insults on him as well. Luke says that the soldiers were throwing dice, gambling over which one of them would get to keep his clothes. I mean, after all, he wouldn't need them anymore, right? They offered him some wine vinegar to drink. It was a poor anesthetic, like a weak pain medicine. But, I mean, it would at least take the edge off. Matthew tells us, however, that once he tasted it, Jesus refused to drink it. He wouldn't numb the pain. He had to feel it. He had to pay for everything. Then something incredible happened. After a couple of hours of constant derision and emotional verbal abuse coming at Jesus from every angle, one of the crucified criminals changed his mind. He yelled out to the other criminal, Hey, don't you fear God? 
We're getting what we deserve here, but don't you see? He's actually innocent. This criminal looked at Jesus. It was a dying man turning to another dying man. And he said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. Jesus, a dying man, turned to another dying man and said back to him, truly, I tell you, today you will be with me in paradise. Wow. I mean, that's incredible. I don't know what made this man change his mind about Jesus. Maybe he remembered Psalm 22. After all, he was watching all those prophecies from scripture about the insults and the thirst and the soldiers casting lots for his clothes being fulfilled right in front of his eyes. Maybe he remembered that Psalm and realized Jesus was really the Messiah. Or maybe it was just the way Jesus forgave them while they drove spikes into his wrists and his feet. He forgave because he was paying with his own blood. Maybe this dying criminal realized in that moment that no matter how far you've run, you can always come back to Jesus. No matter how deep you sink, he's always ready to bring you out. Because he paid, forgiveness is always on the table. Do you want it? It's not too late. You can have it and you can have it right now. And here's the promise. There's no thin ice. There's no thread about to be cut. Just love and friendship forever. No probation, no parole, just a party forever. No matter where you are, no matter what you've done, you can be close to Jesus right now, today. In this moment, right here, you can be with him. For more, get to a quiet place. Read Luke 23, 32 through 43 and Psalm 22. Have you ever thought God is reluctant to forgive you? Well, he's not. How does it feel to know that since Jesus paid it all, you can immediately turn to him and be close and connected right now, today, no matter what you've done? Let him know. 